the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Nerdables. We have a packed show this week as Ethan, Rich, and myself discuss the recent Han Solo film turmoil, what's happening with Sony's Spider-Man film franchise spin-offs, the tepid North American reception for the latest Transformers film, the latest incarnation of Watchmen, and the latest Marvel Legacy announcement. As I said, Ethan, Rich, and I are joining you this week. We uh, are on our old mics, and we're not supposed to be because we've got a new mic that we, we can't work with the Dell. Well, it doesn't seem to work with a PC at all. Yeah. So it worked. It's it's one you took you you got it from work, right? We're checking to see if it works before I did, we purchase yeah. it as used equipment from work. Exactly. It works. It, it works at work. It does not work here. Well, it's a Blue Yeti Pro, so it's it it's a good mic. I'm not saying it's a bad mic. It's just no matter what, it seems like microphones don't seem to work for the Nerdables podcast. They just know that nobody wants to listen to us. Yeah. That, so, that's true. Well, that's, if nobody's listening, we're, we're like a, a riddle. If nobody listens to Nerdcat, Nerdables, does it exist? Not with the Blue Yeti right Ooh. now. <laughs> um, wait, you said Han Solo Turmoil. It almost made like sound like yeah. you said the name of the movie is Turmoil. Han Solo, that is the is. name of the movie. We just blew everybody's just blew, Yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly there's set photos that might actually reveal what the name of the movie right. is. And know the shot first or whatever. I think whatever they should thing. call it Turmoil now. Yeah, you could call it Turmoil. So let's get to the big news this week. On Tuesday, Lucasfilm released a statement from President Kathleen Kennedy that the directing duo of Philip Lord and Christopher Miller had been let go from the Han Solo anthology solo film uh, effective immediately, adding, quote, it's become clear that we had different visions on the film, end quote. Lord Miller then released their own statement saying that their, quote, vision and process weren't aligned with our partners, end quote. Uh, they also added that, quote, we normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences, but for once this cliche is true, end quote. The firing came weeks into production with only a few weeks of principal photography to go. Some rumors have it as less than three weeks before the film was supposed to wrap. Production halted immediately as producers Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan started uh, to search for a new director. Kasdan, a big Star Wars veteran, according to insiders, seems to have had played a significant role in the change, reportedly upset with changes in his written dialogue. Kasdan, of course, has had an infamous rumor that he had huge problems with actress Carrie Fisher's rewrites on the fly for Empire Strikes Back. Uh, add that Kasdan and Kennedy were both upset that Daily seemed to show major changes to not only the script, but the story as well, featuring more comedy and improv than the producing pair and others in Lucasfilm found comfortable with. Within 48 hours, Lucasfilm announced that veteran director Ron Howard had been hired to replace the pair. The three of them are now looking at the footage that has already been shot and coming up with how they're going to finish the production. So we have our second anthology film that sort of has a replacement director. Of course, Gareth Edwards mm -hmm. still stayed with Rogue One when Tony Gilroy did the reshoots and, Gareth Edwards had a hand in the final edit, but this seems to be much worse. Much, much worse. They're saying that uh, that filming will resume on July 10th, and that... Um, well, see, here's the thing about Kasdan, though. Kasdan has always had a problem with people, anybody, going in and improving his dialogue. That's, that's been the the take. It's not, it's not official, right? but there's... 
Carrie Fisher had said she he was very upset over the fact that she was rewriting a lot of that dialogue on yeah. the fly. And of course, the most famous line from Empire Strikes Back is an ad lib. It's a complete improv, which is the I know right. that Harrison Ford uses. He was supposed to say, I love you too, or be completely silent. He says it, and that's what they kept. Which um, was, was Kasdan lead writer on, on Empire? Yes. Kasdan wrote Empire, and I think he wrote one of the drafts of Return of the Jedi. Right. Um, but he's credited as the scriptwriter for uh, for Empire Strikes Back. Okay, and and Lucas is just put as the story. Correct. Yeah, yeah Lucas is the story for all threes. He wrote the script for Star Wars, for right. New Hope. Kasdan, and I think Kasdan helped produce that film too, but I don't remember offhand. Because he's a veteran of a lot of films. He, yeah. he wrote Ra- uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, wrote a draft of Return of the Jedi, had a hand in the final production of... Return of the Jedi, a number, with a number of other films. Right. Um, him and his son are the principal screenwriters for the Han Solo film. What seems to be, according to insiders, again, Hollywood Reporter and Variety have all these inside sources, so take what you will from it, is that The Daily showed a film that Lord and Miller, who are known for the Lego film, and, more than anything else. Uh, and, uh, 21, 21 and 22 Jump Street. So they have a very comedic hand, mm-hmm. and they made a comedy and instead, Kasdan, Kennedy, and everyone at Lucasfilm wanted more of an edgy, kind of sarcastic, right, with a com- comedic tone, right. And that's what you know, and with, you know, it, it, this isn't like the Russo brothers who were known for comedy, and then thrown into directing Winter Soldier and then the Avengers movies, where they are comic directors, but they can range, you know, branch yeah. out. This sounded like they were trying to make. A Lego movie slash Twenty Two Jump Street. They were trying to make a. They were trying Solo. to make a comedy film that was Star Wars instead right. of a Star Wars film that was comedy. To their their defense, to a point though, is that they've said they thought they were hired to make a comedy film. Right. Their their point was you make a comedy film. Um, well, look at the casting that they had in it. There's you yeah. Know, Woody Harrelson is a comic actor. He can be. Yeah. Can be. I mean, he does uh, have a couple of Oscar nominations as well. Yeah. Glover Donald is, Glover is, is mainly known mainly as being known. a I mean, comedic although he, actor. He, he Again, did a The strong, Martian where yeah. he wasn't. He, he's got a lot of... He, he has both roles. Yes. But people remember him a lot for comedy. Right. Um, what the, the feeling he seems to be... A lot of the... the uh, I guess some of the analysis and the, the reaction to it was talking about Edgar Wright mm-hmm. with Ant-Man. There's yes. a big thing in... Um, oh, gosh. I can't remember the... The name of the the website I found it on. There was a lot of what he, I heard. A he, lot of people talking. He finally about that. started. He opened up in in the last year of what was happening, and it right. was basically he wanted to make a Marvel film that was an Edgar Wright film, and they didn't want that. They wanted a Marvel film that's a Marvel film, and he said, "Marvel makes Marvel films." The director. Right. There's another director who was in the running for Black Panther. He was never officially hired, but he said in the process he wanted to make his quote unquote Black Panther film, mm-hmm. and instead. Marvel said, "This is a you have to make a Marvel film." Right. Well, I mean, I think that fans, if they came out and they did just a comedy with a Han Solo film, you know, where it was more com- comedic than fit into a Star Wars vein, I think fans would have just you know eaten it alive. I mean, because look at the, when you look at Jar Jar for instance, he's very slapstickish in his. <laughs> <laughs> one of the first things is that well Ron Howard's on now he's got more power he can bring Jar Jar into the film yeah. and make a straight comedy if they made it a slapstick cheese ball 21 22 Jump Street then yes yes but I can't imagine they would have I to can't. make a very a, a farcical 
type of Star Wars film. Rather than there's comedy within the Star Wars universe, especially right. with someone like and someone like Lando earlier on in a in a caper, you know. A caper but do you do a, a buddy comedy caper? I don't know, and and that's and that's what it sounds it's, like. It's it a weird thing because I'm I'm kind of on the fence with this because one of the things I praised Lucasfilm for was finding different directors mm-hmm. to do their different films, rather than saying JJ is going to do all three of of the trilogy films right. and Gareth is going to do the two anthology films. They're finding different directors, but why find different directors if you can't put your stamp on it? I saw a few people, as soon as this came out, people were just like, this is Lucasfilm's problem. JJ never wanted to do Star Wars and they fired Gareth Edwards and they fired these guys. And Ryan Johnson hates everything that happened with Last Jedi and the fans already want Colin Trevor out for episode nine. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. JJ was, yeah, his reluctance to do the film had nothing to do with, I don't think I can do it. It's, what if I screw this up? And he was such a big fan of it that yeah. he, it's and like, he, it's the same thing with Joss Whedon, why he said he didn't want to do one. He said he was such a fan of the franchise yeah. that he didn't want to go in there and mess up anything that he loved. Oh, God, Joss Whedon. Uh, we don't, no, I think we talked about that last week. We did. Um, um, well, no, but and the thing is, Ryan Johnson hasn't said anything about Last Jedi. He says he enjoys his experience. The only thing Mark Hamill said was... something with it, but that's all clickbait. Where he said he really didn't like the direction it was in, but it's, right. he's an actor. It's, he's not the writer. Of the film. I mean, the only thing no, that I haven't heard or, uh... anybody say Colin Trevow. It, it, you know, we don't want him to do the last film. I was excited when they said he was he was oh, yeah. going to do it because I'm someone that loved the kind of craziness of Jurassic World. Um, and then, did you see where he said it's going to pay tribute to Carrie Fisher? Yeah. I was like, that's really cool. Um, and then with, with Gareth Edwards, Gareth Edwards was never fired. He agreed with the decision that we needed to go back and kind of refine the story. Right. And in, I think in terms of time more than anything else, hiring Tony Gilroy to do some of those shoots well, was, we've only got a, fuck, a couple of weeks to shoot a, a, a large number of pieces. Well, the other thing was that Gareth Edwards had already finished his principal and was moving on to his other projects right and he still had a hand in finishing it yes you know he, he didn't have like you know editorial control but he he was there during the editing process as well and in right. all the interviews i had seen he was still in the uh, in the studio looking at the edits for it didn't garrett edwards uh direct another star wars movie as well no 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 <laughs> gareth edwards has only directed one i'm no, hoping but, he does uh, another because i really like i really like the way that he directed rogue one and the fact that he was open to hmm. they they had that first cut and went this isn't exactly working. And we don't know what it was. You know, it was a year ago that we kind well, they, of got into this. they said part this. of it was that Disney, they, they wanted to kill off all of the main characters. Well, and the, Disney, they thought that Disney wasn't going to allow them. And then they went back and saw the cut and said, yeah, you can do that. Well, yeah. Gareth Edwards always said that he was waiting for a phone call from Kathleen Kennedy on set and say, hey, we changed our minds. Right. We can't murder everyone who's in the main cast and then they went back and did it matter of fact this well I don't, I don't think they ever didn't do it, it well it's i think just they the, did because the footage we see of of uh they of die running a, on the beach and they everything. die in a different spot what right. it seems to what a lot of people seem to say is they they instead of dying when the death star explode they die in the battle right they get the plans they they the going across the beach is the citadel and the the um Communication communications tower. tower. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's they were? I think they were, back they were trying to, to get ship. to the shuttle, and then the right. shuttle would have put the plans up, and they would have died either in the shuttle or they would have been gunned down by troops. Or right. Whatever. whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What we got, I think, was really good. There's now fans that are like, I, I Rogue think, One I think is a just lot of like that was pacing too. Yeah, I and mean, the pacing and where it's cut and those types of things. I enjoy Rogue One a lot. I know there's now fans that you yeah. know, kind of the backlash that Episode Seven have, where they're like, it's just another Star Wars film that has the same things as everything else. 
And I, they also I said agree to one certain point. They've got to get away from the pieces that they already have in the original trilogy. Yes. That's the big thing. When you get to a film that has nothing to do with Skywalker, Solo, Vader, Empire, you know, or Death Star, new sorry, Death Star in the universe. Yeah. That's where that's that's going to be the 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 real um, test of where they So you would want to see like a background character or something that was in the saga. No. Give me all of a sudden a you At know, some point, them. sure. Not do Han Solo 2020 if you do Vader or Boba Fett, okay. Yeah. 2021 give me something completely new, whether it's Dawn of the Jedi, whether it's Old Republic, say, whether it's super you know, super in the future Republic, whatever they want to do. See, I don't think they could go past the saga. And the reason being is because they want the saga to be able to set up the universe. The saga films, meaning the Skywalker family of... The only so hard you, thing you go when you backwards. do... The, the hard thing when you go backwards, for me, is you kind of know the ends of all those stories. You know, you have a giant Sith war in Knights of the Old Republic, the second video game right. or whatever. Well, you know they don't win. When you went back and did the prequels, you know the outcome. Yeah, and some people... that I think that's some of the, the loss of it is... Obi-Wan Kenobi's never in danger. Yoda's right. never in danger. But the Emperor's you know, never in danger. And Anakin's never in danger because you know where they're going. Sure. Whereas you look at these films, and especially now after Rogue One, I'm like, they could kill Finn in the second film. Yeah. They could kill Poe in the second film. They yeah. killed Han they Solo. They could kill Rey. They can... Depending on what her they lineage... Could. They're not going to. No. I, I, I don't... I think that's... that's if, they, the if that was in there, that's the re- rewrite going, okay, she's really popular. All right. So let's not kill her. How many times do you think they went back and forth with whether she's a, a Skywalker or not? I don't know. It'd be... The process... Of, the one thing that I will say that I'm very upset with Disney and, and other people, you know, other companies will do it or whatever, is that they'll never let any of the behind-the-scenes stories no. come out. No. And that's the hard part because... The making of something like Episode 7. Yeah. When you look at the documentary for Episode 1, God, I wish they would have done that for Episode 7. Yeah. Because the Episode 1... I feel one, like they, they still could. It may well, just be like 20 years down the road. At some point, yeah, there's, there's a making of that should be there. But even the documentary that they did for Episode 1, which is not a standard... It's just basically filmed spots. There's no narration. There's no trying to tie it together. It's Lucas started writing it, and here's mm-hmm. what happens. The, the meeting where they're, they're talking about the budget. Right. He's talking about $300 million and just kind of looking at the, the table going, no, we <laughs> yeah. don't have that kind of money. Who are we going to cast? These sort of things. Spielberg's visit to Lucasfilm when he was right. looking at the battle droids, what Doug Chang was doing. And not Doug Chang being interviewed. He'll sit there like, I did a good job with this, and I thought this was... Doug Chang looking at stuff while Lucas is standing next to him. And, and you're saying, just hearing their conversation. Yeah, it's one of the best documentaries yeah. I've ever seen. It's better than the film, obviously. Um, I would have loved to have seen it for episode seven. That I first shot. Him, I could see him releasing something like that for the, the trilogy three pack. I don't know if they'll ever tell you the real story, though. Because that's the interesting thing. Is what? We know that the writers for episode seven were replaced halfway through. Yeah. But see, here's the thing with Ray, though. I think that at one point they were like, okay. And I've gone back and forth, and I've said it on here many times, where I thought she was going to be a Luke Skywalker's daughter. Then they said, no, that you've seen her parents. Then after watching it a couple of times, I thought, I have this feeling Luke or Leia and Han are her parents. Then you know, I've gone back and forth. I keep going back and forth, but I'm really – it's like – She's got to be, I, I, I how, think she's connected to one of them, and I've told you why, because it seems like Han knows who she is. Right, and, and then Leia it would also explain is. Leia's going straight to her and not Chewie. 
to a degree. Nothing explains to a degree. That. Nothing. She explains hasn't seen that. her daughter in nothing twenty years. Explains that, but but yes, and there's a possibility everybody will that still hang on to that when 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 everybody knew what. You know, now that you have the internet and you have a bunch of people that are posting, Lucasfilm can't help but notice that so many people have guessed her lineage. Right. That they could have changed it. And that's and that was one of the things that we were talking about. We're getting away from what we're actually talking about. Snoke. Which well, is no, but solo. but it was the no. They saw that everybody thought she was going to be Luke's daughter, so they said, yeah. "No, guess what? We're going to rewrite that." Then everybody, and it's like, you know, and then after well, someone Fisher's someone death, put someone put on uh, one of the one of the sites I followed that, uh, you know, this thing that's like, "Hear me out." Finn is Lando and Leia's child after Han leaves yeah. and I said I said that a year and a half ago. Yeah. I said that when he first came out. I'm like, watch her, watch him become he's Leia's daughter. He's that Leia's in daughter. Secret, or daughter, yeah, son, son that she had when her and Han broke up. But it's hard because in terms of the age because she was, she should be right around where well, maybe she, he could be a little younger than And then her. he gets stolen by Snoke because he's or with by Lando. The Empire or yeah, because he's order? with Lando. Lando's in episode 8. Yes. Why is Lando in episode 8? I'm, I'm finding my son. Bought 45. Let me talk about Ron Howard. Ronnie yes. Howard, big time name. Hasn't had a big hit in a while, but and he's, he's got a lot of cash. been thrown around before as one. Yeah, as and before. his name was immediate. Like Tuesday, oh, they're fired. Tuesday night, two statements come out. Uh-huh. Later Tuesday night, sources as to why, before midnight on Tuesday, when this was announced, Lucasfilm looking at big name directors, including Ron Howard. Yep. And Thursday morning, he was. I mean, it was fairly early in the morning. Well, so they, it was they like Wednesday. Said, they he said, said Tuesday. The Hollywood Reporter came out immediately and said they were fired. They'd be making the big announcement on Thursday. It wasn't even Wednesday. They said in the statement they were already looking, but they right, they, and it would be soon. I don't think anybody guessed forty-eight hours. No, this is the thing. Because, but you had to get somebody in there quick. Well, here's the thing. I think they had him before. They waited until yeah. he said yes. And this then, is a coaching yeah. thing. This is a coaching thing. Uh, in, in terms of following sports, you see this sometimes, especially in hockey, when you have a guy that gets fired mid-season, yes. and it's not someone from within the system, not someone on his coaching staff, but not someone from somewhere else within 48 hours. Right. More often than not, what you come to find out is management, the GM, has talked to the, this now replacement coach. Mm-hmm. We're going to fire Coach A in 48 hours. If we do that, will you be the coach well, of the team? Well, you have to because you got to get contracts drawn up. Well, it's also you, – you've got to do a lot of – there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of different things. So it could be over the weekend, Kathleen right. Kennedy, who has a relationship with Ron Howard, mm-hmm. calls Ronnie, little Opie, and says, hey, if we get rid of these guys, are you willing to take this over? And he says, yes, now you can go ahead and let them go because you have a plan going forward. But here's the other thing. They have to get it – they have to let these guys go – within a certain amount of the film being finished because the director's guild has clauses mm-hmm. that only one that only the director you hired has to be the director that finished with it if he does 90% of the film if he does 90% of the film he retains the right, right. or they in this case retain the right to make a director's cut right. and they have to be given credit on screen but Lucasfilm doesn't you don't have, have to, to release it doesn't have to yes distribute it yeah so they can it, it's one of those things especially for Lord and Miller, that's not worth the fight. Right. Considering that now they're rumored as doing Flash yeah. for DC. Which and makes people sense. Are saying, it makes sense. Here's the thing. With it where they said, DC then said, well, we've let our directors make the films that they want to make. Yeah. Uh, Williams made, I think it's Williams made Suicide Squad, one of his films, and Patty right. Jenkins made her film. <clears throat> Wrong. I don't believe that for I, a yeah, second. Yeah, I don't believe especially that Especially for Wonder Woman. Um, so they may put themselves right into the same 
situation yeah. where Warner Brothers is saying, well, we don't want a comedy for a Flash film. Why, what are you guys but doing? But Warner Brothers must have, might also be at the point now where they're, they are wanting to... Because that's what Marvel did. Marvel's let the directors make, the, make them to, the point, to a certain point. That's definitely a certain point because the people that have said no, enough people that have said no have come out and said... Marvel has a very specific list of what you need to do in a Marvel I think, film. I think they Look go, at how I far as, Edgar as Wright got. I think as the universe has grown, they've... I don't want to say they've had to, but in order to get from, you know, the Avengers coming together to Thanos attacking the Avengers, you do have to keep your universe within certain parameters. You do, but... I think that's you're able to do that with a different type of film. Because, I mean, with again, Ant-Man, my, you, could my, have, you could have gone off and then brought him in, but then he doesn't have any connection. My, to my, I don't think he needs it. That's the thing. Outside of I, I them telling done, you you're in the, you're you're in the Marvel universe, I don't think you have to connect. See, I would have I would have done that in the post credit scene. The post credit scene should have been the, the new Avengers thing. and Falcon. Yeah. I, the Falcon thing was so forced for me. And my my complaint as to the. Uh, the Ant-Man was that it was another Marvel film. Um, watching, uh, have you seen the, the honest trailer for Doctor Strange? No. They put it right up against Iron Man, and it's the same film. Oh, yeah. It is the exact oh, yeah. same film. The Doctor Strange getting from A to B, from I'm an asshole to something bad happened and I have to oh, change yeah. it, is a little bit longer, but the story structure is almost exactly the same. And once I saw it, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. That blows. So no, I, with that. Well, they're kind of the same character, I guess. But it's kind of the, the same, same story, fishermen. you know. As far as well, a lot of superhero origins, unfortunately, oh, totally. the same story. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it the the way that it was constructed seems yeah. so close. Mm-hmm. But the and here's the thing: there. getting it back to Han Solo, is that what what if Ron Howard gets in there and goes, "I really can't use any of this footage." I I think that right now. Remember when I said I didn't think it would open in May? Right and well, no, d- December. It's oh no, it's listed as May. They changed it to May now. It's listed as May. It's always it, been listed as May. No, it was listed as December. Oh, everything in the, in the all the articles I read is it's still listed as a, as a release date of May two thousand eighteen. So because they originally because I what I saw originally was that they were going to have it in December. It's listed as May. I think they're listing the trilogy movies in December. No, because well, no, episode nine, nine is listed is, in May. Yeah. yeah, and that was the so, one I was like, I was kind of surprised. So you're still going to have two movies within six months. Yeah, you're just going to have it a little faster. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, they may not. It may not be a bad idea for them now to go to December and give them Ron Howard more time with it. Well, again, that's going to be kind of the odd, the odd piece. Oh um, no, that's right. You we did talk about Han Solo being in May because it's, it's still listed. Yeah, is, it's still listed as May twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, Avatar is in December, also known as Star Wars Red Cup. I love that. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I would not be surprised to see it move. I don't know how much. It's now in Disney's best interest also to make sure that they they film more than ten percent of the final cut. Right. Well, afterwards. they have they have three weeks still scheduled for shoots. And five weeks scheduled for reshoots. Yeah, that as part and of three the weeks is principal, and then yes, pieces five weeks if they needed it. Right. In order to do so that, so they may take like the extra five weeks and just say, "Let's do it all over again." Yeah, they may do eight weeks at that point, or even nine weeks, or yeah. who knows? Because this first three weeks, I mean, you're you, unless they decide to. Well, I guess the script already has approval. Yeah, well, the script and the story is done. Right. What well, the problem that didn't get approved is, is what they what they finally did. 
they may go, maybe going back just redoing a few scenes then. It's a if possibility. The scene, if, if the scene has just been improv, then that's the cut they were going with. That's what I said. If if they've got dailies of the script, yeah, and if they've got dailies of the original story, and then Miller and Lord said, okay, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this, then if that footage exists, you're not that far behind. Right. There may be some stuff you still want to do. Or maybe the way it was shot may get changed a little bit on those scenes. The last thing is, is this revealing that Lucasfilm was too controlling? Because I, I'm now I'm now at the point that I want them to be a, I want Lucasfilm to let the directors they hire yeah. make the films, especially if they're non-trilogy films. Ryan Johnson still has to make the film that J.J. Abrams set up. Colin Trevorrow yes. is still going to have to make the film. That Ryan and JJ set up. Well, there's just no, yes, there's just, yes, yeah, you yes, have you're to, right, you're you right. You've got to, right. you can't I, just I, I all of a sudden, Ryan, yeah, yeah. I, I, you don't want Ryan and Colin, were yeah, you don't want Ryan Johnson just go, no, Finn is fine. Yeah. Nothing ever happened to him. Well, like, like he said, was uh, Ryan Johnson uh, went back and they changed how the, the scar for, mm-hmm. for Kylo Ren. Ryan Johnson and, said he rewrote eight after the release of seven. Yes. He but he, but he even, but the, even the went to JJ and told him about the scar change. Yeah, and got from you know. It's so cosmetic. It, it really, is. it really doesn't matter. It's like moving. And I think bodies. you don't really see it too well after it happens to kind of like, oh, it's exactly in this diagonal across it's his nose. Not, yeah. I mean, you see, I mean, you see the scar because it goes like this. Well, yeah, it goes across across his face. His face from eye to eye, eye yeah. to cheek. But then this one more is kind of set up. To be more like Anakin still to a degree, yeah, right. It's kind of it's, Again, it's, it's, it's a cosmetic side. thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not. Gonna, I don't think anyone. If he I didn't mean, have a scar be... at all, I wouldn't have even cared because it said back is supposed to clear scars, right? You know, in universe that it can clear scars. It can't right. clear Luke Skywalker's because he got into a car accident, but whatever. Well, it couldn't clear Darth Vader. <laughs> they didn't have the burned. movie technology there. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> well, have the movie. Vader was burned, you know, beyond recognition, so you couldn't change his. <laughs> Did you see the meme that says it, it's like Vader? You know, burned, amputated, everything, brought back to life. And then it's Padme, and it's just like, broken heart, dead. Can't yeah. do anything for her. Sorry. Actually, broken heart, death, you know, trumps, decap- or, uh, trumps amputation, amputation, amputation. burn. But yeah, because nothing happened to his heart. It's still beating. Oh, something happened to his heart. It went, it her went heart cold. just broke into a million pieces, therefore it was no so longer beating. Right anger in cold. him saved him. Yeah, he's living off of his own his own anger and craziness. <laughs> yeah, and death. It, uh, you know what? Here's you, you asked the question of is Lucasfilm too controlling? I would have to see the cut that was done for them w- to make the decision of. Well, to get it right thing, I'd love to know yeah. what Ant Man. I personally, because Ant Man, Ant Man's fine. It's not a favorite for me. Right. I would love to see what Edgar Wright's Ant-Man would have been. Yeah, and I still think... Just like I, I said, I'd really love to see what Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman would be. But we, we, the way we talked about it was, I, I still think that that Falcon footage had a lot to do with him leaving. Oh, yeah. It, it, because it changes to... the pace of the movie. It takes you out of what was there. Not to mention, it may have also been the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff at the beginning. I don't know about that, because that sets up uh, uh, Hank. Hank, yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, we just don't know. So, so uh, let's stay in the movie world. This week, many details of not only Sony Pictures' Venom film came out, but details of future films and even the Marvel-Sony deal 
came to light as well. There's an interesting article in Variety that talks a lot about the Sony deal itself. Yeah. In mm-hmm. terms of what they're doing back and forth and what Kevin Feige said, you know. Well, did you see the interview with Feige and uh, what's her name from Sony? I, I think that was that was where the, the quote came from, it's, where he was basically like, this is a no-brainer. Make them pay for it, and we're just going to make the film. And now we don't have as many responsibilities because we don't have as much of the production cost. Well, no, she was during this interview where they were promoting Spider-Man. Uh, she start they started asking her about the spinoffs like Venom and things like this. And will we see Spider-Man? We'll a oh no, I got that. Oh uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So regarding the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming film, it was revealed that the final shooting budget was 175 million dollars. Wow, that's a not bad. full 100 million mm-hmm. below. Marvel Entertainment CEO Ike Pullmutter's original budget estimate of 275. Jesus. When Ike Pullmutter first said they were going to do the film, he wanted a 275 million dollar budget, would have which would have made it more than any of the other Spider-Man films ever, yeah. including Spider-Man 3, which was 260. Mm-hmm. It was like 258, 259, something like that. But coming in that low, I mean, even you know Downey Jr. got paid. Yeah, 175 million dollars. The homecoming budget is just above standalone Marvel debuts like Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Uh, it's also confirmed through the information we revealed this week that Cletus Cassidy, otherwise known as Carnage, would be the villain for next fall in 2018's Venom standalone film. No casting mm-hmm. rumors yet. No confirmation that Tom Holland's Spider-Man will or will not appear in that film specifically. Sony has stated, though, that they intend to have Spidey in some of the upcoming spinoff films, though Holland's contract only includes the next two Spider-Man films in the Homecoming trilogy and the Avengers film that's currently shooting. Uh, also joining the previously announced Silver Sable standalone film, Sony announced uh, Spidey, Rogues, Mysterio, and Craven are also getting their own films, leading to a rumor that their Secret Six is still happening and that they're going to introduce every single character in their own films and come together as sort of an anti-Avengers sort of thing. I would love to see a Craven film. I'd love to see a Craven film if he was the bad guy in Spidey. This yes. is this is the thing. This is why I thought the the announcements of what these standalone films are are important because I think it removes them as villains for Spidey Homecoming 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to make a Craven standalone, you can't make him the main villain in 2. Or it strengthens my Marvel and Sony's deal where Sony's going, we're going to try to play the long game with this. And I know we have it set up for this, but we're going to try to get, you know, we'll get these villains out there Maybe we can get Marvel to continue it on. Yeah. Well, it depends on the deal I structure. Imagine, I can't is imagine the, those spinoffs are all Sony. Right. They're in the Marvel universe. They're allowed to be in Marvel universe, yes. but they're all Sony, basically as a payback for Marvel being able to use Spidey and Avengers and Marvel kind of controlling the Spidey film. Right. But if they're making a Craven film, or uh, yeah, if they're making a Craven film, I'm not making him the bad guy in. In Spidey 2. There is a rumor this week that Matt Gargan is in the Venom film, who becomes Scorpion, but he would have a cameo or a small role. That's who I could see as the villain for Homecoming 2. If sure. you put him there, and then you don't have to make a Scorpion film, he can still be in a Sinister Six because you've now seen him in a Spidey film. Right. I hate the idea of removing Craven as the possible villain for either Homecoming 2 or 3, just so you can do a film that I don't think is a strong film. Craven's story is a Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. But they haven't announced Doc Ock, so you could do Doc. Doc Ock, Ock is probably going to be two or three. I, I don't. I I think Marvel would. You cannot use Doc Ock. Yeah. Don't. That's he, Doc Ock is Peter's opposite. See, I can't imagine mm-hmm. Marvel not saying, "Okay, yeah, go ahead, throw Spider Man in for a small part," because 
Well, I don't think Marvel cares. I think Tom Holland's agent cares. Yeah. You know, he's, he's they're having Tom Holland do Spider-Man in six films within four years. He's never going to work again. Hmm. Yeah. There, there's, I mean, we've seen less of that now. Yeah. But there's it still enough. The other films that really, if you if you're sitting there and using him in three Spider-Man films, if he has even a small part in Avengers, he has a smallerish part in Civil War, but he's a big part of that film. Well, we know if he's, he's in a big Avengers. part of Craven. If he's a big part, that's what I'm saying. He's already in the Avengers film. He's in Civil War. Yeah. He's already in. He's going to be in one, two, three, four, five, five Marvel-centric films. Yes. His three and those the Avengers and and um, Civil well, War and we, maybe we, Avengers. Part two, whatever yeah, that is. So that might be six. Maybe six. Then you want to add him to Craven and Mysterio. That makes eight. Let's say he shows up in Silver Sable. That makes nine. Yeah. Nine films all before 2022. We're talking five years. That's a lot of Spider-Man, of him playing Spider-Man. And you may get overblown on Spider-Man, too. They may introduce Miles Morales for it. There's rumors of Miles to being somewhere. Or Spider-Gwen. I don't. Although I don't know if they can use Spider Gwen. I don't know if they can either. Because Spider Gwen was created after. It depends well, if they have the same deal as the Fox Mar- deal. Yeah, that was created by Marvel themselves too. Well, right. Well, Fox's, Fox's deal. deal Fox's deal is if you yeah if you if you have a new character, if you use um, say Idi Okonowo, who's a big character in uh, I think she's in X Men Blue, um, and she was in the all new X Men title. If Marvel can't use that character because she was created in an X book, they could use Gold Balls. They can't use gold balls either. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying that, X-Men. That, that X-Men. Yeah. That X-Men. Yeah. Now, here's yeah, Days a, of Future Gold Balls. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going through the Instagram feed, just checking out everything, and it looks like a lot of people, uh, speaking of Carnage that we did earlier, a lot of people want the guy who's playing the Joker on Gotham to oh, play him. Oh, yes. To play Carnage. Have you seen him? Yeah, no. Th- yeah, that would fit. He, a a he's hillbilly very redneck. Mass murder. Although the I can't. one, I mean, if Twitter existed in 1994, mm-hmm. it would have created carnage. Yeah. I just here's the problem with him though. I don't think he is big. You know, a, a name, a, a big of a name. They don't. But need that's a yeah. That's the good thing is you don't want a big of a name, especially in a smaller. You already have who's playing Venom? Didn't they already say who's playing Tom Venom? Hardy? Yeah, yeah, it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. You've already got Tom Hardy. Yeah. Everybody loves Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was in uh, was in Black Hawk Down. I had no idea. Oh yeah, was he? That was his first film. Oh, he was uh, that group that gets separated. Yeah, the two guys that are there and they're waiting for the convoy and then they mm-hmm. disappear and they find the one other guy. The other guy is Tom Hardy. <laughs> had no clue, and I'm wow. watching it. And you could barely tell because they're all wearing the helmets and everything. Mm. But when they're in, um, when it's overnight and they're in that one building across from the helicopter. And that one guy is shot, and he's dying out or whatever. You see yeah. more of him. And I'm like, oh, that is Tom Hardy. <laughs> Holy crap. That uh, was his first well, film. Well, I mean, Tom Hardy is a great actor. And, and that's, the, yeah. I think, the reason why I'm looking forward to the Venom movie. Venom being one of my favorite villains in the Marvel universe. Villain who became a hero, became a villain. Pretty much. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm still looking forward to seeing uh, Tom Hardy play him. In the movie, it's going to be a lot better than uh, what's his face from that Toby Maguire. Come on, or or Toby Maguire. So yeah, no, he could he could totally play that. Yeah, yeah. Because you need somebody that is just it's it's just whatever. It, the problem is now. See, is I love that what it sounds just like. Of Cletus. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, you would. Um, <laughs> he's such a ser- just such a redneck serial killer that just has no remorse. Yeah, that, that's are those are great people to love. No, but that's a great character to play. Yeah, no, it's not. It's so. 
I just it, it's still the story Brian Michael Bendis of doing New Avengers just so he could rip him in half. Yeah, he had the Sentry character. They <laughs> have the raft just would, He goes up and he just rips. The only time Car- I wouldn't care because I don't care about Carnage. The only time Carnage has ever been interesting was after Axis when they flipped him. Yeah, and he was a good guy and he he sacrificed himself. He's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm just gonna okay. <laughs> and Petey's like. I don't oh, know what it is. All right. Yeah, well, I, thanks, Cletus. That's awesome because now, whew, yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> this is a little tough. I'm eulogizing a guy. Him? Do I... Yeah. Because there, there was that moment of. of the Cletus, going, here's, here's my problem with Carnage. Carnage. Carnage was created to make Venom into a hero. Yes. Because he had to stop Carnage because Carnage was killing too many people, even though Venom eats them. Yeah. And that's my problem. It, it's a character that was created. To simply make Venom, who was so popular at the time, into not a villain anymore mm. because he was too popular to but leave But you also as a don't villain. like X-23 because of almost the X-23 same reason. X-23 is such a lazy start. I like X-23 as a character now. Well, she was created for the, the uh, Evolutions cartoon at first. Well, mm-hmm. she was created because of like, eh, let's put boobs on Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lazy start. It's taken this long to make her interesting. Yeah. Her, her solo title is the only Wolverine. It's fantastic. Yeah. And she's very good in all new X-Men, which have been getting through as I've been trying to catch up on everything as I'm not allowed to do anything. Um, but so the look for the film then is Venom will be your protagonist. Yes. He'll have how to be do your you hero. Start, how do you start You're going to have to start the film. And here's the other part of the problem that I have with Carnage. You've got to do two origin stories. Yes. One for Venom and one for Carnage. Which if they're not concurrent, that's going to be really, really tough. But see, you're going to completely break away from the original origins exactly. of the two characters because there's no way you can have the That's origin That's why I don't like the Venom them. film rather than having Venom do in Spidey 2. Yeah. Hmm. I would have used Venom in Spidey 2. I would have had him get... Because if the end of Homecoming is him not being on the Avengers, mm-hmm. not being beholden to Stark, he can change his outfit. Yes. And become the black outfit Spider-Man. Yes. And there you have Spidey 2 with, again... If you put Spider-Man on the marquee, people are going to go. He's right. wearing a black costume. It doesn't matter. Fans know that costume. I would Even, even new fans who would have never even, known the black costume know the black costume. I would have left him in the black costume, though, in the second film for, like, the majority of the film and not bring in if Venom you, If you could and use Venom towards the end. Yeah. If it were up to me, I'd use Doc Ock in the second and I'd use, oh no, I'm sorry. I'd use Craven in the second with Doc the black Ock in the costume, third. and then I, yeah, I'd use. Well, the, guess what? Yeah, Craven. Yeah, no, I know. Craven's Hunt. He's in the black costume. Yeah, no, I know. So but you do him in the black costume through all of the second one. Don't give a reveal that there's something going on with the costume. Maybe give. Well, I the think end. that's the end when he comes out of the grave. What I would have done, if I would have done it, is Craven actually kills him. Yeah. Instead of burying him alive like he does in the comic, he buries him with the suit. The suit revives him. Yes. And that's how he starts to realize, I can't be in this suit anymore because mm-hmm. it's too controlling. He gets rid of the suit before the end. He defeats Craven in his classic costume. He thinks the, the symbiote is gone. Right. Your after, after market or whatever, after credit scene is this, the symbiote. And then you do the Venom film. Yes. Because then you have Venom and you can make Venom into his own film. Would you, you do, do but, but would Great. you do Venom... Because I would do Venom as a third Spidey film, where no, he's against Venom. I, I, no, at the no, no, end no. of it, to me, you make to him me, especially in the way that they've developed it in the comic, Doc Ock is the third film. Because what does everybody love? Everybody loves Spider-Man sure. Two because that play of the two of them, geniuses, people who are are scientists first. Yes. 
who then one uses it for himself, one uses it for the betterment. They are mirror images of each other right. to a certain degree. And with the development of Octavius in the comic as someone who's been Peter and now has been resurrected because of all the stuff with the but Jackal. But I don't think you can start Venom out as, as a good guy. I wouldn't start Venom out as a good guy. I, 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 would, I wouldn't do the Venom film with Carnage. I'd do the Venom film with Silver Sable or somebody else or Miles or someone that's fighting him. Yeah. You know, if you, if you dovetail it into the Avengers film and, and basically say Peter's off with the Avengers or he's trying to save New York from Thanos, Miles is the one that comes up after Venom. Yeah. And Miles is kind of, you know, smart enough to figure out whatever they decide to use as the, as the, the flaw, as the, as the weakness and you know, the sound or whatever you I'm want sure to use for it. Yeah. And then, so I, I would, I would do the Venom film on its own. And I would use Doc Ock in the third film. I like using Craven and Doc Ock in the next two Spidey films. Yeah. I think the Vulture, as they put it together with Michael Keaton playing him, is a very interesting villain to start with. Which it even kind of fits into the universe, just the way they designed it, because it kind of looks like almost stolen tech from, or modified tech from uh, Rhodey. Or not Rhodey, but Yeah, it looks uh, like the Falcon Falcon suit. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think you can see that. Well, so we shall see. We got to fall 2018. Also, I mean, speaking of Vulture, uh, Michael Keaton said that his whole thought process on the character was, you know, he's been uh, denied so much, and he's like, well, why can't I have this? Why is yeah. why is this not? Did mine? you see? They, they did something where they animated uh, like the Spidey trailer thing, and they're showing Michael Keaton in there, and he's talking to to uh, Peter, and he goes, "I'm Batman." No, wait, I'm Birdman. I'm no, I'm the Vulture. I'm one of those winged creatures. <laughs> it's got to be one of them. Yep. Goes from a bat to a vulture. Uh, well, more a... movie stuff. Transformers: The Last Night, the film that all of us have sworn not to see. Uh, it did have the series' worst opening day, with a total of just under sixteen million dollars. It's like fifteen point seven, but it is worthwhile to point out that it opened on a Wednesday, yes, and not a Friday, which. Didn't was uh, the other ones open on Wednesdays? No, they all open on Friday. Uh, or Thursday. But, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but in terms of a weekend, it was right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a three-day opening. I could have swore this is a five-day opening. It I opened Wednesday. Have... It had Tuesday night review, Tuesday night numbers as well. But I could have um, swore there was one that was on a Wednesday because of Fourth of July. Might have been two, but I looked up the last one. That's why. Okay. Uh, but had a rough Friday, or a rough Thursday. Sorry, uh, at eight million dollars and Friday with thirteen and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh no. At a rough Friday, I'm sorry. Uh, $8 million on Friday, $13 million on Saturday. It looks like the film is going to end with a five-day run of about $64 million. In comparison, Transformers 4, over its three days, did over $100 million wow. for its opening I'm wondering days. if it'll beat Cars 3 this weekend. Uh, people are saying it might be Cars 3 that might beat it. Um, just to note, Transformers, the, the last night, I always said the Dark Knight, <laughs> Uh, it has a 15% Rotten Tomato meter score, critic score. 15? 15. Wow. And a 59% audience score. For comparison, Transformers 4 had an 18% critic score and ended with a 51% uh, audience score. So the audience score for 5 is actually higher than 4, but the critic score is about Lower, the same. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. But did you hear the, the end credit scene? There's an end credit scene. Well, that... don't say it on here. We don't want to spoil people. No? that are actually okay. going to go see it. Do you think there are people? Um, well, if anybody's listening, who knows? <laughs> I look. Brandon went to see it, and I was like, "You're an idiot." I know. He, he keeps telling me like how it. terrible the two and four are. He I still, I had the argument again with him last night because I guess he watched two last night. 
Four's been running on FXM or whatever, like all weekend. Yeah. So I had it on for about a half hour. And it was the scene when uh, Lockdown or whatever the bounty hunter first shows up. Right. And they're running away from the house and TJ Miller's in the back seat and the guy shows up. It's so bad. Because yeah. that dovetails into where they're at the, the cottage or whatever or the thing. And why are you having sex with my daughter, okay? You're not allowed, okay? And I got a pre existing relationship. Like, what do you mean? Here's another five minutes. I've to got the Romeo to and Juliet that. Why I, can ha- why I can bang your daughter. All and they now here in my wallet. All they had to do yeah. was make her 18. All they had to do was leave. make her 19. If, yeah. if she was in community college and couldn't get transferred and they started a relationship at 18, they would have never had to do this. Yeah. But it is. Even Optimus, and then oh, the, the, the scene where Optimus finds the other Autobots. That's why they're in the cutters alone. So right. he goes to find the three other Autobots. Bumblebee, Drift, right? Drift? Yeah. No. Is no. it Drift? Who's the, who's the samurai? Windblade. Is it Windblade? No. I think so. No, because it's not Drift. Whoever it is. And It might be. I don't And Hound? It's Hound, yeah. That scene oh, is oh. atrocious. They hate each other so much. Yeah. And it's just like you have – and then they have like the campfire and the humans are like, why are you guys fighting, okay? The other two transform the, – the dude with the blades tries to kill Bumblebee. No wonder why Optimus is trying to kill Bumblebee in five. It's like, oh, you know what? He was right. <laughs> I can't imagine this film is any better. And the review the reviews are great. In some of the, the critic reviews on Rotten Tomato, which I guess are their critics, mm-hmm. one of them says, in the attempt to explain this story, I've realized I cannot explain a story ever again because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I it was think, just like seeing one of them said a bunch of what was it a bunch of trailer scenes that are put together for a two hour movie jeez well yeah it's I tough you can totally see that so you this is this is supposed to be the final Paramount two and a half hours too is the running time and it's, it's I thought it was less than Transformers 4 it is it's less than any of the others but I saw something that was a two oh, and a half oh it's if it's two and a half it's, it's longer than the first one isn't the first one under two? Isn't it like one fifty five? Two that is shorter than. Yeah. Um, so it is listed as the last Paramount Transformers film. Last. It Michael is lasted Bay as one. Michael Bay's last Michael Bay's film. Let's see. They had the Optimus Prime, Galvatron. It was Drift. So it is. Yeah, he's listed as Galvatron Drift. Galvatron hit or Hound Drift Ratchet, which where was Ratchet? It's got Ratchet listed. Crosshairs, Lockdown, and Brains. Brains is the little guy. But what little guy? I don't even remember. The little, um, little smart mouth one. Yeah, the little, little smart mouth one. The 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 one that looked like Einstein. The little thing that was. He's in that. That was one two, them, wasn't it? I thought one of them was. I thought he was the do- was he the doctor in two? Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember Ratchet. But here's the thing. All. The uh, foreign gross. Yeah. Is still on par. Yeah. Oh, well, it's we so, know we know it's going to do big. So I got. Age of Extinction was two hours forty five minutes. Holy crap! That movie was two forty five. Oh my god. Yep. I didn't even realize how long that was. Last night, uh, la- la- yeah, last night is two twenty nine. It's really two twenty. What was two? Um, I'd have to look that up. Keep talking, and I'll look it up. But that was three. Um, Tran- let's see. Transformers one was two hours twenty four minutes. Was it 224? Dark See, the... I like one because it doesn't feel that long. Uh, Revenge of the Fallen was two hours, 30 minutes. <sighs> and Dark of the Moon was two hours and 34 minutes. That was 234? 
Holy so crap. Three was 234. Four was 245. 245? <laughs> and five. Holy crap. I've, I mean, I can see where it's 245 because it's all over yeah. the place. And then last night's 229. So I've been on record as saying that I really don't believe this is the final one because there's just too much money involved. Oh, God. I just, I, with the domestic gross. Or I'm sorry, with the with foreign the gross. Foreign, yeah. foreign, yeah. So, well, I guess that's the telltale on this one is we'll see how it does in the foreign market. The foreign market. market so far is doing very well. Yeah. So we'll see where its final number is. If it if it can't recapture what like four, four did, did in North yeah. America, it's not going to come close to four had like a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. I mean, just a, just a stupid number. I wonder if just because wasn't four, four was the well, four was the highest grossing film worldwide of that year. Yeah. we were yeah. shocked by it. Yeah, um, well, because that one also climbed kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies did. Like, we yeah, were just like, sudden, how did this happen? You yeah. Know? Well, but, even we were surprised when it did $100 million for the first weekend, and then right. it kept going. Um, but yes, the returns on this one seem to be bad. I wonder if do it's you just think, a lot of... Do you think Hasbro takes is able to take it back from Paramount and Bay and finally make their Transformers, G.I. Joe, Micronauts, whatever movie? I think so. I, I really do. I still don't think Paramount's giving it up. I really don't. I don't think mm-hmm. Hasbro's going to... Because here's the thing. If Hasbro takes it back, their budget isn't going to be anything near... Let's say it's still distributed by Paramount. They're going to need money from Paramount. They can't self-finance themselves. They're going to uh, do like G.I. Joe in the 80s and just send it out to Guam and have them draw Transformers for them. <laughs> what if they <laughs> go with somebody else like Disney? Hasbro's not going to do Disney. Because if they not, do... Not because what, what is, Disney doesn't need them. No. Disney's not going to pay for that when they're already paying for... They're paying for every live-action remake of every film they've ever made. Mm. Right? So we've got live-action... We got live action uh, uh, Mulan coming. We got live action Aladdin. Aladdin. We've got live action um, Cars. We got live action Lion Toy King. Story. Lion King. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Pocahontas. They're just going to do them all because hey, you really want a great, honest trailer. The Beauty and the Beast live action is amazing. <laughs> if you like that film, don't watch it. Um, so they don't have they don't have foreign numbers yet. Uh, right now they're showing domestic is thirty seven. Point four million, jeez. But yeah, they, that that doesn't that doesn't compute today. They're not showing right? any domestic yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're, they're thinking it's going to do Wednesday. Well, yeah. Well, that's the what they're saying. Budget was two hundred and seventeen million. Yeah, but they'll recoup that in, worldwide. In worldwide. Yeah. The 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 thinking is they'll do fifteen today, Saturday, and fifteen or thirteen tomorrow, and it'll end up at about sixty four. Yeah, very. Wow. We'll see. Really we'll see. But. I Maybe people it, finally figured it out because the, that's what I'm thinking. Is one of no, I have not fatigue. found a single person that can even say they enjoyed four. Yeah, you know, I sat there after two and went, two sucks, and it's really hard to follow. But I can enjoy it enough that I can rewatch that film. And a lot of it is Shia in it is funny. Megan Fox is gorgeous. The action in it is fine. Optimus is cool. Four is way just too many comedic reliefs in it. No, it does, and and, and you that's been the, the... All in one, almost an all in one car at one point. Yeah, and that's the yeah the extra characters aren't there and his parents and everything. Devastator. No, just... it's 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 a tough, uh... but the it, the dev there's one piece of Devastator, but the rest of it is fi- is fairly interesting. Well, yes. it's technically it's two pieces of Devastator. Yeah. So two pieces of Devastator are, are are terrible for the joke. I'm not saying Dude. it's great. I'm yeah. not. I, but again, you put a gun to my head and say two or four. I'll watch two twice before I watch ten minutes of four again. Yeah, I tried to watch four the other day. Four's impossible. It is terrible. <laughs> I remember I texted you guys. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm watching Transformers 4 on TV. 
And Chris texts back, what the hell are you doing? Because even <laughs> even the action, because the Decepticons in it don't really exist, you don't know who Lockdown is to any degree. Right. Galvatron shows up for four seconds as a, a clone of Optimus in a way, because he's a truck. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't have any sort of, you know, I'm going to destroy the Earth. The Dinobots are worthless. The Decepticon clones that they just keep shooting, worthless. There's nothing in there that makes you interested in the film in terms of characters. At least Revenge of the Fallen has Megatron and Starscream. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ratchet, or not, uh, um, Ravage. And, and other characters that you kind of like, okay, I know who these are. They're set in the film. Well, I can follow kind of that. I can follow what the the the, the storyline is. Mm-hmm. I do love. I read the trivia for Transformers too. I just decided I'm like flipping through it in IMDb. <laughs> One of the things that they said is Michael Bay admitted afterwards the reason that Optimus defeats the Fallen so easily is they were out of money. Really, they couldn't film what they wanted to film, and also they were out of running time. They're at two thirty as it is. But even their Matrix looked horrible. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's so many problems with that film because of the, the strike and all that yeah. other stuff. Um, but well, hell, if they wanted to, they can cut down the whole hour in the beginning with them running through China, just blowing up bridges and stuff like that. Have you ever like seen where they put the films? Well, see, but that's the thing is the 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 action sequence in the beginning with Nest is actually good. Mm-hmm. It's a good action sequence. Yeah, it's not I mean, again. It's not a great film. It's a good action. Se- there's nothing in four that I could tell you is a decent action sequence. The fight in China is a mess. Yeah. Because again, there's fifty there's supposed to be fifty of these Well what about morphing fight with the Dinobots? It's terrible. He, gets them. he just punches them three times and then gets on top of them. <laughs> Dinobots, you belong to me. Let's run back this way. Hey guys, check it out. Jets on the boots. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like he's gotta run all the way there while China explodes. I have the problems I have with three and four is Optimus just lets a ton of humans die for no reason. Well, it, when we watch did. three, I'm watching three. The whole thing in Chicago makes no sense. It takes it takes Sam like two weeks to get there. The te- Decepticons are completely in control. They've murdered hundreds of thousands of people. Let's just guess in Chicago. They've knocked down buildings. They're just vaporizing people. Sam shows up. I'm going in there. Tyson says, "No way, dude." Uh, the guy from Vegas says, "No, no, you're not going." Yeah, we're gonna. Oh no, they're coming. The humans had to know that the Decepticons could not be trusted. I'm pretty sure the humans figured that out. Right. When the the shuttle explodes, the first thing that happens is Megatron knocks down a building. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, maybe we should... Oh, you know what? We didn't trust these guys. The Autobots have to show up right there. If they're heroes, they show up right there. That attitude goes right into four where he couldn't care less if we're done with the humans, which he says five times in that film. <laughs> we're done with the humans. Then why are you still here? Yeah. Let China blow up. Let let Galvatron have... No, no. No, I was wrong. It's okay. We'll be back. Well, what do you think about in the new one? They've got... Um, they show you back in the medieval times with them. And then there's apparently there's a scene with Bubble, Bumblebee taking on the Germans. Bumblebee? Bumblebee. Bubble, Bubble, Bubble Bumblebee. Bee. He takes on the yes, Nazis. Yes, Bumblebee's, Bumblebee's still on Earth. Yeah, he in the takes first on film. the Nazis. He's the uh, one that the calls. He's the one that which calls. Explains you know he's a VW. You make him a VW. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's really need to make him. Well, no, because he, he the original Bumblebee was a Volkswagen Bug. Would that mean? Yeah, that but he's already gonna, a Camaro in, in Transformers. Does though. that mean that you'd sell your car and get a VW Bug? No. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, as long as it has Bumblebee on the side. Obviously, he keeps. I don't changing. really like these movies, but I got to spend extra on the car. He, he can change his, his Transformer mode. Yeah, but don't you have to have a basic for it though? No, apparently not, because he changed to two different Camaros. Yeah, but he started as a Camaro at least. 
No, he's Optimus has always been a truck, and he's always been he's always been a a, a long engine truck. Mm. I don't know. Then how do you explain a yellow Camaro in Nazi Germany before Camaros were even created? Yeah. I maybe, like maybe we should car. make that. No, we lose. That's why they lost the war because of like American engineering. No, this bug is gonna sell a lot more. We make it this way and then put it out there. No, we don't. It'll like be fantastic. So yeah. So when, when are we thing. when are we seeing Transformers Five? I'm waiting for somebody to tell me it's actually good, and then I'm just like, maybe they should go see. I'm like, Arabella saying, like, keeps asking me to go see it. No. Judging on the excitement with the ticket sales, I would say it's not that great. <laughs> Well, no, I'm, there's a lot of terrible films that we still no, go see. No, but asking me to take her to see it. No. You'll, like, she'll get, you tell her you bought her a chameleon and just forget it. That's it. Take her tell to her see life Cars is full of disappointment, Sarabella. <laughs> Cars 3 is supposed to be better. If I want to make her understand life is full of disappointments, then I need to take her to see that, the no, movie. No, that's make just her, a cruel Put it this punishment. way. Have her watch 4 all the way through and explain it to you. And if she can explain it to you, she can go see five. You know, she may be actually the one that can explain it to us. <laughs> stuff blows up. Damn, she's right. That's all it is. It's just stuff blows up. That was the script for, for Transformers but, oh, 4. God, stuff in, blows they up. They get in the shuttle, and there's like that whole collector's type of, you know, uh, of stuff, you know, creatures going around. They've got that one that spits. There's the swords that are actually guns. And Oh, you mean lockdowns yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. And then, then they, then they, and the, he's sky, the knight. He's the knights of Sidonia. They sky rappel down, and I, uh, I don't. I, outside of the last that thirty minutes or whatever I watched the other day, that's I've only seen it. Once. Then Mark Wahlberg gets down there with the, with the okay. gun. Do you remember? I got this? a gun, okay. But do you remember? And then I got a Bud Light, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly the Bud Light. Yeah. He drinks a Bud Light. and goes, I need to, I need to invent this, or I need to patent this, or something. I'm an inventor. I got a gun. I can tell. This. Give me a Bud Light, okay. I'm gonna take the top off of it. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna drink it. It's great, okay? That's what I'm we're doing, okay? Okay? God, now he's doing the direct TV commercials. I, I know. God. Oh. I love James Marsters, but I can't stand him in the commercials anymore. You're really good at it, James, okay? <laughs> uh, moving to TV. Last Wednesday, news broke that Lost co-creator Damon Lindelof is in talks with HBO about adapting Watchmen into a TV series. Movie producer Zack Snyder was once attached to an HBO Watchmen project, but is no longer attached to any of that project. HBO did fail in its attempt to bring the comic to small screens in 2014. Yes. They were also talking of doing it as an animated uh, series yeah. back then. And then they were talking about doing the live series. And People jumped on this saying that HBO was doing it. It's not confirmed yet. Damon Lindelof is in talks to do it with is HBO. Is it in talks or it's been greenlit? He's in talks with HBO to do it. The last article I read said it was in talks. To do it, he wants to do there's it. There's been a lot of different articles coming out. Saying, I think a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that isn't like Variety, Hollywood Reporter, other websites are seeing is like Damon Lindelof making Lost, making right. making Watchmen, making Lost, making Watchmen, and that's <laughs> that's the whole thing. HBO? Reading, you know, I looked at this. This was Variety yeah. on Thursday, so it was the day after. Right. And as of then, he was still in talks with HBO to do it. Um, there's been no. It, I don't think there's been any details as to what it would be. Uh, Boy, that would be interesting, oh god! Though. Terry Gilliam was supposed to do what it was was going to do the Watchmen movie, and after the movie came out, they asked him about it, and he said it's hard to take a twelve issue comic series with that kind of context and bring it down to a two and a half hour film. Right. He said from the start it should be a five hour miniseries on TV. He mm-hmm. wanted to make a five or six hour film in order to get all that context in there. Here's my thing with Watchmen: Watchmen is a very, very, very eighty centric book. 
Yes. It's about Reagan and it's about Thatcher to a certain degree. And the fear mongering that our leaders supposedly used in the eighties of the cold war to keep everybody under control and to keep us united and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that Reagan was overselling the, the, the red, the red problem, the red scare in order to get people to be USA, right, right, USA right. you know, that type of stuff, which, Hey, we're it's a hard this- thing. To, well, that's the thing. Is it something that is relevant today? Well, look at the Americans on, uh, FX. It's been a hit show for them. Yes. And it's that takes place all in the eighties. I think a lot of that has to do with those characters becoming pe- characters that people love. Sure. Because as much as as much as you read Watchmen and you read it again, there's a lot of characters in there that don't get fleshed out. Now really here's well. the thing, though: I mean, would they do. start with before Watchmen? God no. Because there they were talking because there are talks that they could include some of the before Watchmen. You could include it as a flashback in terms of putting their story together. But if you're going to adapt Watchmen, then adapt Watchmen. Now here's the other part. One of the things that I thought was a problem with Zack Snyder's film is he's too slavish to the original material. Yes. Where he has to deviate is, I need a little more action, I need a little more sex, and I'm going to change the ending a little bit. Right. But other than that, it's pretty straightforward. And oh, there were certain shots me, that were shot for shot. I mean, and to shot me, panel. after seeing the first Sin City, uh, that convinced me as much as anything else that doing that is not a great idea. You have to adapt. Right, because what works in a comic book isn't going to work on a, on a on a screen. Well, I don't mind sometimes. It. I don't mind it in a couple of you know scenes. Yeah, but when you try to take the entire comic book and go panel for shot or shot for panel and use that as your storyboard, then you it won't yeah. translate very well. Yeah, Snyder tried to use it. And, um, he tried it with three. Robert Rodriguez did it with with Sin City. Yes. Of really just using the panel work as a storyboard 300 300 is because the way that he made the action and again we hadn't seen that real slow-mo type of stuff at the time right it was different and some of the dialogue is just completely dropped out yes and it's so it's such a bombastically crazy film watchman has to me has to have more of a uh a lighter touch to a certain degree because you can't get super bombastic with that story material because it's so context heavy. But yeah, that, it is. And I mean, just like the material you know, balls to the walls. Is, the, it, it's not lighthearted. Though. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying lighthearted. Light touch, in terms of not going over the top. Okay. It, Zack Snyder and Watchmen. The problem is not only did he stay slavish to it, but when he changed it, the stuff that he added to it, the the breakout of a. Uh, of Rorschach as, as that action sequence. Yeah. It's so crazy over the top. You're like, this doesn't even fit. Right. What the hell is this? You're like, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of trying to figure out what Dr. Manhattan and Silk's been all this stuff. And then you're just like, here's a gigantic action sequence. that's 15 minutes long of them punching the hell out of correction guards. And it's Zack Snyder-ish, slow-mo, fast slow-mo, flash slow-mo. And there were key, and there were key moments of that, of Rorschach in prison that he left out. You had to. Because you just couldn't put it in a film because you only had two and a half hours. I know, but those were there were some there, again, really. That's good what I'm stuff. saying. That's the, an adaptation like that. Those are moments that are great. Yeah. In terms of a comic, but if you've got to fit two and a half to three hours, whatever his director's cut well, ended up we being, we said at the very beginning that be it should have always been a TV series. I've said from always the beginning it should just be a comic. Right. Stop trying to do but it. If you're but going if to you're going it. to, yes, if you're going to do it this way, um, Damon Lindelof. I'm a fan of Damon Lindelof because I love Lost and uh-huh. I like JJ's. J.J. Abrams Star Trek, which the he Leftovers had a hand in. was amazing. It's, it's a, one of HBO's biggest series. What is the Leftovers? I saw that in there, and I've, I I'm not familiar with it, so I'm not sure what it is. Um, without going into detail, details, um, 
as far as I remember, because I haven't watched the show for, I, I watched the first season. What's the, though, what's the premise of it? The premise is that um, aliens took the uh, most people from Earth. Okay. And these are the people that were left over. Okay. Now, now that you mentioned that, I seem to remember that. But there you go. So yeah. it's Sebastian, who's sometimes on the show. The first thing he said <laughs> is, great, that thing I wanted 10 years ago from a guy who was popular a decade ago. Right. Inside of, you know, the, the snarky way that Sebastian is so good at. Um, are you, to me, Damon Lindelof is, is a name that I like. I think it's a great choice it. for okay. it. If you're going to do it. Okay. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, and I, it'll be one of those things where, you know, I mean, HBO does a good job with those ads. You know, you're Game also Thrones, not beholden you know? I mean, by 48 minutes or whatever. Right. If you're putting it on ABC or obviously, or even if you're putting it on FX or, or something right. like that. Most of their shows, and I've noticed even some of those shows, we've seen that with with Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead is not telling, or AMC is not telling Walking Dead, you got to be forty eight minutes so we can have twelve minutes of commercials. Right. They're finishing and going. We need an hour and fifteen so that you can put in twenty minutes of commercials. We have fifty five minutes of content as yeah. we cut it. Sure, yeah. we'll just add more commercials, that sort of thing. But for for you know purposes sake, we know that HBO, especially something like Game of Thrones. It's not didactic of what, what is, it is. So one of them are one of them is an hour. The next one is an hour twenty. The next one is forty eight. Right. You know, if, if you take if you take Game of Thrones or even Westworld as a as a reference point, both of those have been able to take the original material and adapt it very well. Especially Game of Thrones, where they've adapted material and they they've they've stuck with storylines and then they've expanded on some. They've you know they've contracted some others. Yeah. And they well, that's the, to, that's what you kind of have to do here too. Well, well you also got to remember they're doing six. How many books are out? Six, five, something like yeah. Okay, you have a ton of material, right. and you also have to if you're going to do six, seven seasons, whatever they're doing, you also have to worry about your actors and stuff like that. Lost went season three of Lost was not the original because uh, Mr. Echo wasn't supposed to leave. Right. Uh, the uh, the kid whose name all of a sudden escapes me. Uh, the young African American kid, Walt's son, mm-hmm. he got to. They banished him from the island because they're like, we're only supposed to, we're only supposed to be on the island for three months in the first two seasons. Yeah, and he grew up by two years and hit puberty. Right. So they've been. Well, well something like so that. So the changes with that sort of cast thing. Cast yeah. members coming and going. If you're doing Watchmen, if you decide you're only going to make seven hours, you're contracted for seven hours. That's it, and, and right. you're done. So you don't have that same sort of thing that even Game of Thrones would have to look at and go, well, if this person wants wants out. Yes. We have to change our story, you know, and also well, there's just only so many people we can throw into this. Right. Well, you, you do know, a you, lot of shows. Now. What was it like? Someone said like the, the fifth book. It doesn't even follow anybody that's in Westeros or whatever. Right. It's it, all takes place on the other so, side. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's spread out everywhere. Yeah, and it's all everything in, in other places. But the so. other thing is with these type of shows, you can go into it and go, okay, like Game of Thrones. They knew exactly how many episodes they were going to be able to shoot yeah. with this. For the for the whole thing, like this next two series the seasons, it's okay. Well, we can only we, we have fifteen episodes left, so we're yeah, not going to show they're you setting, ten and five. They're setting the number to... of episodes. Right. What it would be, Lindelof and his crew would put together. Okay, here's our script. Oh, let's cut this here. Let's cut. Th- All right, we've got nine and a half hours of content, mm-hmm. so let's do nine episodes. One of them's going to be one fifteen. One of them's going to one hundred five. One's going to be one twenty. Right. You know, whatever. Yes, they would have the advantage of doing it with HBO is they can schedule it as to how many hours of content they think they're going to need. Yeah, with the scripts, with the the, the storyboarding and previs, and then HBO will just do it. 
Yeah. You know, and the great thing is with, with something like this is you can do a basically a one season show. You know, it, it'd be a mini. It's a closed. Yeah. It's like that's that's an open and close in one season. That's the other question. It's like, are they going to adapt Watchmen? Or are they going to use those characters to do a longer series? Right. You know, because if it's if it's popular, what if HBO says we want a second second series? Yeah. What do you do? Um, the comedian I think is the hardest person to cast because the Whew. only thing that's decent, not the only thing, I'm not gonna say it's the only thing that's decent. I thought the casting in it was a watch film wasn't bad, but having uh, Morgan be the comedian in that film really. <laughs> we works. can always have Jeffrey Dean Anderson. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a Walking Jeffrey Dead cast uh, joke because every time I I always say well, uh, you Jeffrey want MacGyver to do it <laughs> yeah I always say Jeffrey Dean, Jeffrey Dean Anderson and I'm like nope it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan and yeah. the weird thing is is he's an important casting because he's the linchpin of it but he's barely in it right if you read the story would you bring back Morgan if you could yeah I would say if it's shot in between his shooting the only th- I don't think he'd dead. do it you don't think so no because he's already done it he's do- if you if he was true. doing if you're doing before Watchmen. If you're doing the comedian, yes, he would do it. Why would I go back and redo Watchmen if you're adapting the same material? That's it's a different true. adaptation, but I've already shot this scene. I've already shot the scene in the well, you never in know. the apartment he may be or one of those actors. He might. I don't. I don't think he would. I don't. think he would. I love that character that so much. I love being that character so much that no, that's me, and that's that's it. Well, do you have anybody in mind that you think would compete? I guess. Yeah, you know that guy that's on Walking Dead. Uh uh-huh. that guy that plays Negan. Plays Negan. Uh, I think yeah. he'd be perfect for it. Uh, the guy from that '70s show who played uh, Venom. <laughs> played Venom. <laughs> Toe for Grace. What if you put Tom Hardy in it? Well, that's the other thing. You got to find people that'll do it that are willing to commit that. Much. Tom Hardy did Taboo. True. That is true. I forgot he did that one. I mean, you've seen. You know, look at. Um, I'm sure, Tom Hardy's going to be in the next Star Wars or something too. Uh, Tom Hiddleston did. You know, the Night Manager. Or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with I mean, you, Laurie. God, I gotta watch that. But that's you, also you like got, a you, miniseries. Too. But that's what. Well, this that's would, this so. This, this is. Be. This yeah. would be. This would be three months, no. maybe, of shooting. And if you're the comedian, it may only be a month. But because even, you've got the opening like scene, the, and you've got like four flashbacks that you've got to do. Yeah. If you're Rorschach, you're there the whole time. If you're Silk Spectre, you're there. Night Owl, you're there. But well, if you're but the comedian, night you manager, can, that was that was a small, open, closed, yeah. you know, because it was a book, right? It was John LeCarre's a book. A lot of uh, there's you're seeing a lot of shows like that. that now. It is a weird. It is an adaptation that I, I think they modernized it. Yes, I think it's been done a couple times too. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's something that's been done in, in Britain a long time. So yeah. That's why they did it. Uh, let's do our last one since we put it in the uh, in the rundown. Uh, earlier this week, Marvel Comics promised a huge announcement regarding its fall legacy project. Hoping for more detail regarding Marvel's promise to change the industry, their words, fans and retailers got covers. Uh, Released in seven batches, Marvel showed new comic images that were homages to classic covers in a lenticular type of one image fall over the others. Uh, No issue numbers were put on any of the covers, which is important because they have said they're going back to legacy numbering and they don't know how they're going to do it. We don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, as well as no creators. They showed the titles that were there noticeably absent. Fantastic Four and Captain America did not have titles in terms of the new ones. Uh, Thor was still shown as Jane Foster, and the Wolverine cover for Old Man Logan was still Logan as the old man. That reason that is important is because retailers and fans after this, which were, uh, the response to this was extremely underwhelming, uh, that the legacy, what they thought legacy was going to be is Steve Rogers, 
male Thor, Odin's son becoming Thor again. Tony, Tony Stark, Stark is Iron Man. Um, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner being Hulk and Wolverine being younger Logan. Right. And we didn't see any of that. And the Iron Man, Peter yeah, Parker, the, the, well, he's already, Peter right. Parker's already there. Invincible Iron Man, the Invincible Iron Man cover um, shows the suit. It looks like the Ironheart suit. It looks like, uh, uh, oh my, yeah, Riri Williams. The, when you, you look at the big, Mimi. when you look at the big spread, that they did that you know of all yep. of the you see part. you see the legacy characters there in their costumes but you yep. also see the modern characters in their costumes so too. one of the problems with this is marvel has been crowing about this changing the industry sort of thing and nobody knows what this is because you have titles like moon girl and devil dinosaur luke cage mm-hmm. iron fist that are in this homage that are not great selling titles, right? And they're still being still being there. You don't see a Captain America title, which a lot of people are saying gives away part of the ending of Secret Empire, or right. they didn't show the cover because it gives the gives but away the ending the, for Secret the big, Empire. In the big spread, they also you see the thing, and the big, you see. But that's the thing: the big spread see, is simply uh, a promo image. Human Torch. It doesn't mean well. Human Torch is there. Human Torch has been with the Inhumans for right. a couple of years. So is. Uh, um, but Hulk. But uh, Thing's been with the with the Guardians. Thing is with the Guardian. Yeah, they're they're still in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So again, we don't know when we're going to see creative things. I think San Diego will be all the big reveals for what's going to happen in the fall. I think so. Um, but see, but here's the why thing: Why would you want to give away what's going to you know your ending basically to Secret Wars? Probably not Secret because they've gave away the ending to all of their big you know things. No but if you're what. wanting to change the industry, if they the hope for me and a lot of retailers was is they were going to cut the number of titles, they were going to go with their classics, they were going to get back to the characters that David Gabriel said that everyone. Uh, was looking for right Steve and Tony and, and what have you and at least from this it doesn't look like they're doing that right and if they don't Marvel's in trouble to me Marvel Publishing is in trouble and they're going to need something big to change it it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here San Diego will be very interesting to see what they release if they're actually going to mention any have of this noticed... or they're just going to end or they're just going to talk about what's happening at the end of the summer right have you noticed though how much the movies have influenced the comic books now? Again, uh, Jeff Loeb talked about that in terms of the the cartoon Not changing just the, cartoon. the event. No, no, but it, what he said was was important because Joe Casada said this too. More eyeballs are looking at the movies than right. the cartoon and the and the comics combined. So there is something to putting them together. But we said there was no way they were going to release an Avengers film with sure. Lady Thor. Iron Man being superior Iron Man, which was a bad guy, and Cap, or, and Sam Wilson being Cap, right. Capping old, and, and they, they did. did. And those characters have stuck through there. They bring Steve back and they make him into a Nazi. Uh, Civil War Two ends with Tony disappearing, dead, whatever. We don't really know, but Reeve Williams is in is in the suit. Odin's son after unworthy Thor mm-hmm. hasn't shown up there. I gotta read that. That's, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm looking. I'm looking at stacks of stuff. I'm almost through all new X Men, and I'm like, I gotta read Extraordinary. But even like like the Triskelion is there. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a lot of things that they went back. Uh, but again, that synergy, that backward even synergy. Even Bucky's look is completely yeah, movie. The, look. the backward synergy has always been there. Yeah. When X Men was released in 2000, all of a sudden Wolverine, who was five six in the comics, was eye to eye with Cyclops, who was always listed as six one. Yeah, Wolverine has never been that short. Ever since that film, because Hugh Jackman was tall enough, and I was like, "Well, that's what everybody's looking for." Yeah, you know. It, no, it, I mean, it makes sense that, that that you would. I mean, you know, you see when the Guardians came out, you know, the movie, every one of the Guardians characters' costumes changed. I think, yeah. except for Gamora, for a while. 
Well, to a certain degree, um, they were able to do. Bendis kind of kept some of those costumes, but right, you know, and, and again, they used the characters that were mostly in Lanning and you know Abnett and Lanning's run, mm-hmm. but not exactly. No, and then. There was one of the helps with the Guardians was there isn't a Guardians title at the time, right? You know, once the movie was greenlit, and they're like, well, these are the five characters we're using. Boom, they're in there. Drax is in Abnett and Landing, but I don't think he's ever a part of the Guardians itself. He's just on the station or something. No, he's there. Is he in there? Yeah, I was trying to remember. I but read that. I read that Man- first one. You had so Manus in there, and you, yeah, you had a lot of other yeah, characters. Warlock in comes in and out, and yeah. there's you know, you had Quasar. Quasar, Quasar was, a big was part there. Of it on yeah. the team, so. Um, but again, it'll be interesting to see what their change in the industry is going to be. I mean, they they need to do what DC did with Rebirth. Rebirth. Um, and I think that's kind of the fear, is we don't want to do what DC did. Yeah. And the fact that they've done this before. Well, they did it with Marvel Now. Say. They did it with Marvel All New Now Different. All New All Different. All Now Move Different Different Now. And they've done it with a, a resurrection to yep. a certain degree. Already, and that's what I said. Like, if you're going to go to legacy numbering, what are you going to use for Uncanny and X Men? Yeah, Uncanny X Men and X Men. To me, Uncanny X Men would X Men Gold would become Uncanny X Men, and X Men Blue would become X Men because those yeah. were two original teams in the '90s. But you're changing the title of your of your thing. Are you going to start with number one? Or are you going to do Uncanny X Men or, or X Men Gold is going to get to number ten right around that time? Right. And you go from X Men ten, then becomes Uncanny X Men. 643 or whatever they decide to to do or it may be we don't do this in the fall the legacy events in the fall well, but we're going to start I over think in there's January. also a fatigue with with comic book there's a fatigue with a lot of stuff yeah this is something comic books is general it's really tough to find new books and it's just the racks are insane the last two weeks have been two of the biggest weeks that i've seen um from afar <laughs> i was gonna say uh, <laughs> well i'm still looking at the invoices so no, yeah um and i went to the shop two weeks ago because mikey could drive me down there um, those of you that don't know, I've got a neck brace and I can't drive and I can't do anything. And so I can't go to work. So that's why I'm saying I'm not, at, I'm not at the comic shop. I just go to pick up my stuff every two weeks and I kind of look around and go, there's a lot of comics here. There's a lot of new titles that, that have hit there. And it, again, they showed a lot of titles that just started. Luke Cage just started. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Fist just started. Uh, a couple other ones that were in there that, that kind of just started recently as they dumped those titles. Yeah. Uh, Guardians, the same thing. Guardians of the Galaxy just restarted. Well, but see, I, all the new question Guardians. though is, I'm wondering if Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and everything come this fall, we'll pick back, we'll pick up as far. Those as Those are titles. the toughest ones to do because they weren't really in the 80s and 90s. You didn't have an Iron Fist comic for very right. long. You had an Iron Fist in the 90s and you looked more like a teenager, and it was like 19 issues, and they yeah. canceled it. The same thing with Power Man. You know, they just made it Power Man instead of Luke Cage. Um, that you could, but again, you there's, there's now it's. Their research department has got to be crazy. Like, okay, I got to count comics now. Wait, which ones are counting for X Men? What? Okay, the new. Okay, so new. Like, like right, And then all new? No. Un, which one? There's so many titles because they didn't have like an X Men title. Yeah. For so long, it's just a basic X Men title. The the not the eponymous X Men title, as they said. So. We'll see where that goes. We need It'll to wrap be up because your wife is giving us stink She's eye. hungry. I'm hungry too. I'm going to eat all of it right now. All right. So you're going to close it? No, you're going to close it. I am? I don't, I don't okay. have any of it. I don't remember where we are. You don't remember? Spotify, Well, we whatever, haven't been doing that lately. SoundCloud, we really Stitcher. Need, we really should tell people to, to leave iTunes. us a, a uh, review on iTunes. I put it especially. on the Instagram. I said, here, please listen and review. Listen yeah. and comment just, on iTunes. Just give us a comment. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you love Pandora, us. Tell us you, you listen to five seconds. Or you 4chan, MySpace. 
MySpace. We need, we need a MySpace page. Oh I my think God. That's, that's yeah, that's going to be the future. What about GeoCities? Yeah, GeoCities. I think we, I think do we can too. be on that too. Because MySpace still exists. Does it? Yeah, it tried to yeah. turn itself into a music like thing. It was well, like a big thing was. with it bands. Was for a long time, it was a, that's what it started to develop into was more of a When it knew band it was thing. losing with Facebook, it's like, hey, let's make this like a music site where yeah. music fans would come and the bands would be there. But I don't know if that's still there, but it's probably, I probably still have a MySpace. No, but we are. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, tune in. There's some smaller ones that we, you know, that get like, I guess, subsidized from something else. Yeah. That people don't listen to us too. Yeah. But we are on facebook.com slash nerdables and we are on Twitter at nerdable show and we are on Instagram as nerdables. Yep. And there's, sometimes there's pictures on there. Well, there's at least a picture every time we record because there's two today because I took one and Ethan took one. Yeah. Well, I saw the one that Chris posted, and I didn't post my picture. Oh, you could have posted your picture. You didn't post your picture? You didn't no. want to you take okay. a picture of the spider? Post your picture. I was like, he's already... You can put that one... Well, I posted the picture of the, the Omni mic that doesn't we're not using. So you can take a picture <laughs> of the old gear and go, look, we go. went back to... It's a classic show. We're, re, we're classic legacy numbering the show. There we exactly. go. Which is 185. Can you believe we're up to 185? We've been doing this for four years. Yeah, we also missed a bunch of weeks. We've been doing this. Remember, since remember when we didn't do two, Iron Man two? three? Yeah, I remember. I remember that doing was Iron like Man three. that was like the third show, and that was like our first review. Oh, wow! From your mom? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the first review we did as a show. Oh yeah, we didn't like that movie. No, uh, we had Travis. That's what Travis it was mainly. You, me, and Travis, and well, Ethan that's what was, it was kind of engineering. You, me, and Travis were supposed to do the Sunday afternoon. It was supposed to be a half hour. Yep. What's our show? One forty-five. One twenty. One twenty. That's not too bad. No. All right. Let's cut it there. We're trying to stay under the one. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay under the one thirty. <laughs> All right, so uh, make sure you check us out next week for more Nerdables.